Lord Jesus, we thank you for your lovely letters to us to encourage us to be our light when things are dark and to be our joy when things are great. And I pray you'd help us to listen to you now as Rachel reads your word to us. Bless her, Lord, with bravery and bless us by your Holy Spirit. Amen. Rachel, you mean? So we're in uh, 1 Peter, chapter 1, uh, verses 3 and 6. Let me get this bit out of the way for you. There you go. How's that? That bit better? Today's reading is, fr- is taken from 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 6. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in in heaven for you, who through through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. This is the word of the Lord. Rachel, well done. Thank you very much. Okay, so we are thanking God for hope. And the aim is, is that we would put all our hope in Jesus and praise God. Who's that snoring? so great that no one actually says a name. Uh, now, hope. What are these people hoping for? Hopefully we might have some people. Ah, uh, what's this person hoping for? Hands up. Uh, yeah, the back. What's that? Josh, use it. The end of the school day. Yeah, that looks pretty clear, doesn't it? It looked like he'd hope for anything. Okay, what about this next person? What are they hoping for? Can you see that over here? Hands up. What are they hoping for? A party, that's it. Maybe a party that's going to come out of the box. They're hoping for something excellent, aren't they? And what's this person hoping for? Hands up, what do you think? Hoping to drown. Oh, typical. It's always the biggest kid. He's not hoping out. He is hoping for... A rescue. It could be a helicopter, maybe, or that might be worth getting in the water and waving to see if a helicopter turns up. Hope is waiting for something better, isn't it? Whether you're at your school desk, or whether you're uh, waiting for your party to turn up, or whether you're waiting for a rescue because it feels like your head's about to get under the water. It feels, hope feels great. And without hope, life would be awful. And do you know what? Some of us here today probably know a bit what that tastes like. When you feel like you've got no hope. And it is a dreadful place to be, isn't it? But hope is waiting for something that's better. And the good news today is that with Jesus, we always have an amazing hope, no matter what's going on. No matter what's happening in our lives, we always have an amazing hope worth rejoicing and singing and keeping going for, even if you can't sing or rejoice. So here's the question number one. In our passage, did you spot... What has God given us? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What has our God given us? Crack, 
King Loren, a new birth into a living hope. Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy, he's given us this living hope. You want to dance around and think and thank God because he has given us this living hope. Because this is what it is. God has given us a new life, a whole new future, something that is coming that is better. It's better even than the best you can have now. God doesn't ask us to pay for it. He doesn't tell us our future is only what we make of it. Like, like our world, that's what we do, isn't it? So you can be whoever you want to be if you just do it. But sometimes we feel like we can't even get out of bed in the morning. How are we going to do that? But God says, I will give you the best hope, a living hope, better than you can ever imagine. Here's a picture, I hope. Ha-ha. Who'd have to go on holiday here? Huh? Yes. I mean, Chesham is lovely, and I do love being in Chesham. But I, you know, look, the one thing you notice there immediately is there's no homework. There are no bullies. There's no difficulty. There's none of our own failure, is there? There's just sun and warmth on your skin. Well, look, if someone invited you, Hugh has got homework to do. That's a good point. We'll do that later. If someone invited you to go here for free on a holiday... What would you feel about that person? What an amazing hope. You do a little dance. Yes. And then everything for the next two weeks until you went would be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? Do you see? That's what God is like. He gives us a living hope because we know there's something better coming in Jesus. We know it's filled with Jesus and with lovely people who we love and who love us and there's no sin. So, God gives us a living hope. And what that means is, according to Peter here, is we praise him and we thank him. Do you see how he started? Praise be to God, the Father of Lord Jesus Christ. That means thank him for this amazing thing he's done for us. This amazing thing he's given us in Jesus. What would you write on your thank you card? No. What would you write on your, what would you write on your thank you letter to God? Does anyone write a thank you letter for their presence at Christmas? No? Yeah, we had that struggle. Well, if you write a thank you letter to someone, you say, thanks so much, that's so kind of you. We really enjoyed it. It was super. That's what you might say to God, isn't it? Dear Jesus, thank you for the hope that we've got that's coming. And to do that, we've got to have God there, haven't we? Dear God, thank you for the new life I have coming. I can't wait to... You put down whatever you like, can't you? Question number two, where does the hope come from? Let's see in our next bit of verse. Where does the hope come from? In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish. So, where does our hope come from? Anyone? Naomi. It comes from the Bible, Naomi. Exactly. And here's a bit of Bible here. And that bit of Bible directs us even more to where it comes from. Can we see where it comes from? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Our living hope comes through Jesus coming back to life after he died. After he was crucified for us. Death 
is not the end with Jesus. That's what we learn, isn't it, when we see him come back? The end with Jesus is a resurrection life in heaven, into a new perfect body. Hands up if you've been feeling a bit old this week. As a dad, I've started doing that thing where you sort of, you can't get up silently. You have to get up and make noise. Oh, 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 I am looking forward to a resurrection body. Our hope comes from Jesus rising from the dead. That's where it comes from. Our hope does not come from passing exams. Exams are a good thing to do. George, don't use that as an excuse not to do revision. They're a good thing to do, but they will not save you from death. There is no hope of that. Loving others and having a wonderful relationship with others is a great thing to do, but it will not save you from death. There's only one kind of hope that does that, and that's Jesus being raised. Raising our kids to do really well in life is a really good thing to do, but it will not save them from death. The only person who does that is Jesus. You've got to go to the right place to get the right thing, don't you? Let's illustrate this. I need one volunteer that's not in my family because it might go badly. Don would you come up here? Right now, would you why don't you come and stand? That's it. This table's a bit tall, isn't it? I'm gonna get some things. Hang on Here we go. Now I hope you didn't have any breakfast this morning, so I bought some breakfast. Here we are. So I thought about do you like um multi-brain hoops? You do, So I put some of these in here. Oh, sorry. Now, there we go. Here's a spoon. Okay, now what do we need next? We need the milk. Now, where do we go for the milk? Should we go to the jug or should we go to the egg? Milk comes out of an egg, doesn't it? There we go. So we put a bit of egg on there. See, we went to the wrong place for what we wanted. Here is a delicious triple bacon sausage and egg sandwich. It's a bit politically incorrect, isn't it? Now, do you want some tomato sauce on the sandwich? You do? You said no. Can we pretend today that you do? <laughs> so, which one should we go to for the tomato sauce? Shall we go into this red one? Or should we go into this original source tingly mental tea tree shower gel? <laughs> Where does the tomato sauce come from? And so if we go in this one here like that, do you have a smell? Does that smell? It does smell minty, doesn't it? And we put this on here. <laughs> because that doesn't work, does it? Would you like to have a bite? If we want hope, real hope, we've got to go to the place where the hope comes from, and that is Jesus' resurrection life. And that means we need to have Jesus if we want the hope of something better. If you haven't got Jesus, you've not got that lasting hope. Land or sea? Oh, that was a bit tired, that one. Should we try it again? Land or sea? Now, what can our hope never do? That's the last question. 
Have a look in here. What can our hope never do? We have been given new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance, that's our hope, that can never perish, spoil or fade. So what can our hope never do? Lauren. Perish, spoil or fade. Is that what you're going to say as well? Spot on. It can never perish, spoil or fade. Our living hope with Jesus lasts forever. It doesn't disappear, nor can it be taken away from you if we have Jesus. You know what does perish, spoil and fade with Jesus? Do you know what, what will definitely perish, spoil and fade in your life? Is your suffering. Is your sin. Is wars and death itself. All these things will pass away, leaving only a brilliant life with Jesus. The old is gone and should go in the bin. And that is what our future with Jesus will look like. So if you've got an old mouldy sandwich in your life, where do you put that? In the bin, don't you? And that is what will happen with everything that is old and mouldy in our lives. Stuff that we don't like, that is awful and painful. That's all gone. And that hope stays there no matter what happens in your life. Here's what it feels like. It's a little picture. I, on a couple of occasions, not for the last 10 years, when you get on a plane and you go up through the clouds, it's amazing. In England, it is always raining and dark. And then you get on the plane and you go up through the clouds and then suddenly above the clouds is the sun. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was there. There's the sun. I love flying out of England because you see the sky and the sun. Nothing can stop the sky and the sun being there. It doesn't matter how many stormy clouds there are. It doesn't matter how many hailstorms or rainstorms or fog. Nothing stops the sun and the sky being there. And that is like our living hope in Jesus. It will never fail. Isn't that wonderful? A Northern Irish preacher once said, There is so much bad news in the world right now. But no matter what, we have good news and that good news has a name, and that name is Jesus Christ. I'm not sure where I went there, but you get the idea, do you? We have this good news. It doesn't matter what your stormy clouds are, whether it is the war in Ukraine, whether it is the finance we prayed about before, whether it is a latent racism that exists all over the world. It's, it doesn't matter what your stormy clouds are. The hope, like the sun in the sky, remains. And one day, we will get up there to be with it forever. And so the question for you and I is, will Jesus be our hope? Will Jesus be our hope? Maybe for the first time today, you might be thinking, I want that hope, which means I've got to receive Jesus. The way you do that is, thank you, sorry, please. Dear Jesus, thank you that you died for me so that I might have a hope forever. I am sorry I got all that stuff wrong. Please forgive me. Please help me live for you. I want that hope in my life and to be with you forever. Or maybe you're someone here who just feels overcome and worried and fearful. You often feel like that drowning man with the water about to submerge you and seaweed all about your head. You can't do anything. When you feel overcome by the world or something in your life, you need to do what Peter does to this church. Remind yourself of the hope you have. 
Get your church family around you so that they can remind you of the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Use the words that God has given us to speak to yourself and to others. That's why we have Psalm 42, 43, which says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed in me? Put your hope in God, and I will yet be raised in him. I close with this vision. In London, I was used to walk around, and these brilliant signs for charity appeal. Have you ever seen the charity appeal for Donate to Beat Cancer? Isn't that a brilliant thing? And so many of us who've been touched by cancer know how painful that is and how good it is to give money to beat cancer. But I want to encourage you with this as we grieve Nigel. <laughs> Everyone who trusts in Jesus beats cancer. Everyone who trusts in Jesus beats cancer, tragedy, sickness, disappointed hopes, because Jesus has already beaten them by rising from the dead. He brings us a living hope. Those things are still very hard and painful, but for the Christian, they will always end in life. That is our hope in Christ. Thank God for our hope in Jesus. Put your hope in him and praise God.